0: People paying money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. We saw in our last matchup the neck
1: of Matt Seidel being injured and Christopher Daniels going right to work on it and the champ
0: yeah. doing the exact same yeah. thing here with the nose yeah. of AJ Styles. Yeah. Breaking the knee across the nose was a warning for Todd Sinclair, but continuing. I have to And he hasn't fought. Three. You know, I take a lot of pride in what I do in wrestling. It's always been about the wrestling for me, how much I love wrestling. You need to fight for your dreams. That's what Daniel Bryan does, is he fights for his dreams. So, so then, then, when I got depressed, I wasn't just grateful, I decided to fight. And when I got angry about not being able to be in this ring, I wasn't just grateful, I decided to fight. And there was a time when I wanted to quit. And instead of walking out, she got in my ear and she said, you don't walk out. She said, you fight, because you need to fight for your dreams. Fight for your dreams, fight for your dreams. And if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you.
1: Wrestling fans, welcome to another episode of the Twenty by Twenty Ring Crew. We are your hosts, Matt. I'm alongside with my partner in crime, Joe. What's up? And we got some very interesting stuff to talk about today. The first thing that we need to discuss is probably one of the biggest news of the year thus far, and potentially of, of the year altogether. It is the reincarnation, if you will, of a career. Daniel Bryan officially back in professional wrestling. He's been officially medically cleared to compete yet again. Uh, we, we started talking about it a little bit on the previous episode. Hope you listened to that. And we didn't want to talk too much into it because there's a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. And there are some things that you mentioned in the last episode that I I, I want you to, to reiterate here. And that we need to go over to what potentially could be the reason to why Daniel Bryan is back in professional wrestling now.
2: This this gets a little complicated folks and you're probably not going to like everything I have to say and that's fine. Uh, again, this is all rumor and speculation until we hear straight fact from Daniel Bryan's mouth as far as I'm concerned, but it goes something like this. <clears throat> so he has been trying to get medically cleared for quite some time now. Uh, I would say the better part of the year, substantially. Yeah. So, uh, this whole time, obviously, he's been in the WWE. He's been a general manager on SmackDown, along with Shane McMahon, fulfilling that role. And that's basically what he's been doing. You have, obviously, appearances on his wife's uh, reality show, things like that. But nothing physical, because they don't want to risk any of that. And in, in general, the company always takes that approach they, they don't want any of the talent to get hurt, and that's very important uh, to me as well as a wrestling fan. You never want to see anyone get hurt in the ring for any reason. Right. Uh, but you do want an entertaining product, so there's always this this duality, this two sides of a sword, if, if you will, of being a wrestling fan. Because, yeah, you don't want guys to get hurt, but you also want them to be super entertaining and put on great matches. And I'm not saying you have to have a very physical match to, to have a great match because that is not the case. For those of you newer to wrestling, I'm talking like people who have only watched wrestling the past, shit, 18 years, 20 years. Yeah. I know that sounds like a big number, but in the realm of professional wrestling, that's not a big number. You have to go back and watch older stuff in order to appreciate where I'm coming from in, in a, a fuller manner. But with Daniel Bryan here, he's been trying to get medically cleared and he finally did that. But it was through uh, WWE doctors or WWE approved doctors. And here's where all the rumor and speculation comes in. So he's been trying to get cleared this whole time. And to my knowledge, again, I don't I don't know this firsthand, but this is what's going around. To my knowledge, the entire time he's been trying to get cleared, It's been through WWE-approved doc. So why all of a sudden did he become medically cleared? There's a huge possible reason, and it has to do with New Japan Pro Wrestling. A few months back, Daniel Bryan pretty much stated clearly to the company, I'm looking to get back into professional wrestling and if I can't wrestle here, I'm going to let my contract expire out and I will go pursue other avenues in my career against the WWE's better judgment, not necessarily Daniel Bryan's. I think it's important to note here that everybody should be very familiar with themselves and know their body. Know what you are and are not capable of Especially these guys who basically take risk every time they go into the ring. Because you have to look at it. It's not just you yourself in that ring. You have someone else in there, sometimes multiple people. And a lot of those things can go wrong really easily. Not just from yourself, but other people doing them to you. So there's a lot of risk in the ring, obviously. Uh, That should be a no-brainer. But Daniel Bryan basically put this ultimatum on the on the company, on WWE. And he was serious. And I think that's what finally pushed the WWE to get him medically cleared. Now I'm not saying that they did this on purpose with malicious intent, but I really do think they did it to hold on to a talent, a big talent, because let's face it, if he went and he left the WWE, you know, within side of a week, he shows up medically cleared, even just to go in and, and introduce himself to a New Japan audience, that's huge Oh yeah. Huge huge news in in the industry of professional wrestling. If you guys go back for those of you who are familiar and pay attention pay close attention to what happened With the NWO years ago, you had, obviously you had Holland Nash come in and they started making waves. And then they added Hogan to the mix. And I'm not saying Hogan wasn't the biggest reason for their success because he he isn't, but he also is. But you have to pay really close attention to one other person in this. That is Sean Waltman, a.k.a. Six, a.k.a. X-Pac. When he jumped ship... And went to WCW, it was it was a huge burst of momentum in that scenario with the NWO. And I only say that because it translated on screen. You they brought in their their real life friend. You know, and it, it, it wasn't Shawn Michaels and it wasn't anyone else that they were super close with that, that they weren't part of the clique with. It was Sean Waltman. And for them to have him there, you know, granted, again, Hogan has, I'll give Hogan's credit, you know, I, I give him credit where credit is due, but only to a certain extent because it's not the same as having, having the, the opportunity to work with one of your best friends. It's just not. There's a difference between working with your best friend and there's a difference... There's a, a different difference in working just for business.
1: Yeah, I mean, Hogan was... He was the, the logo, pretty much. The yeah. guy that people recognized. That was basically it.
2: I mean, smart smart business on their part. Yeah, absolutely. But, but this is... These are these are two different experiences that people are having. Right. And it's only by nature. So that one guy brought all that momentum with him. And you see what happened. You see all the, the success that they had. So... You can apply that same idea here to this situation with Daniel Bryan. If he were to show up in New Japan Pro Wrestling, not that they already don't have momentum because they do, just like Holland Nash did, but you add Daniel Bryan to the mix and it gets amplified 10, 11 fold.
1: Yeah, you start to get what, you, what you're going to get if if you had that was you have all these um, so called wrestling fans that really, let's just face facts, they're, they're just WWE marks. That's it now they're going to be interested in that product as well and whether they watch the whole card or they like the whole card it doesn't matter they will do enough to get new japan over financially even more so especially out here in the states just by just by having the intrigue in what Dana bryan is doing and why he went over there to see what he's doing over there and not only that too but you're also going to have those wrestling fans that are still ignorant to the product and probably will like it if they gave it a chance and this would be their their way of being introduced to that
2: yeah it would be their way in watching new japan pro wrestling
1: yeah i mean i i'm gonna be honest daniel bryan was was my he was my way of getting into ring of honor i admittedly wasn't in the ring of honor until i did late you know about i'd say five six years of them being around just because i didn't know about him and that was my ignorance and when i saw daniel bryan for the first time i was I was like, I, I got to see more of this guy. He was kind of already out the door at that point, but I had seen enough in Ring of Honor to where it's like, okay, I, I need to watch every single thing that they've ever released as well as the future, um, and I did. And um, this because I, I don't have a life. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I, yeah, I see exactly what you mean. It's, it's, um, it's a way of just saying you can't have him. He's ours. His contract, just for anyone keeping score out there, uh, I don't know if he officially resigned an extension of any kind, but according to Danny Bryan himself on a recent interview, he his contract ex- expires September 1st of this year, 2018. So uh, there's that to play with. They they had they had they're running out of time.
2: They are running out of time, and you know it again. I don't want to I I don't, don't want to sit here and kick rumors around, but September 1st there's a show in Chicago. It's called All In. If you're not familiar, I'm just saying, just saying. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's that'd be interesting. If uh, that'd, that'd that's all I gotta say. That'd be interesting.
2: It's funny because he's not the only one. I don't wanna get too much off topic here, but Daniel Bryan is not the only one who is unhappy at that company right now and you know, really wants to do something different and might possibly be leaving and might possibly be at all in and this other person that I'm speaking about is Gold Dust. And the only reason I bring it up is because Cody is the you know one of the people putting on the show so having his little brother there being such an important part of the show who's to say that he doesn't jump ship and, and go yeah do the, go do this uh this show this this <laughs> this outlaw mud show for all you old schoolers out there
1: <laughs> yeah you know going back to to Daniel Bryan again I I'm really intrigued now with the the contract situation if he re-signed or he didn't if I was in his shoes, I wouldn't re-sign for one specific reason, and that is use WWE as a – same thing with anybody in, in any kind of business. If you work for a company, and I currently work for a company right now, that they're giving me all this, all this knowledge and – and everything and who's to say I don't take that knowledge and go somewhere else go somewhere better um same thing goes with Daniel Bryan so he has to test himself out as far as in ring and can he physically still go and I'm not just talking about the ring rust and all that stuff which I'm sure will exist but also the type of movesets that he can do you know does, how much does he change how much is he afraid to do? How much is he able to do as far as the the leash that I'm assuming is going to be put on him to some extent? And you have a great platform to showcase that. And then come September 1st, you make your decision and say, all right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay or I'm going to go and exercise my myself or not exercise myself, but go and take myself somewhere else and showcase that elsewhere. My my skills somewhere else. And if I was him, I would leave that so far wide open right now because there's so many questions that, are going to be unanswered from now until then and he shouldn't tie himself down to any contract until he's 100 percent sure what he's what the future holds for him
2: very true and you have to think about this too when he left when he left the indies and became property of the wwe it was a completely different world than it is now yeah the indie scene is booming and he literally could go anywhere and be with anybody, right? And, uh, as an independent worker, and again, I'm I'm sure he'd be he might be taking a pay cut. He might not be taking a pay cut, depending on who who he's uh, he's going to wrestle, but. He would have all that freedom. And, and let's face it, if you're unhappy and you work for a company, that's usually your number one priority is to get some sort of freedom out of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's, let's put this in perspective. So you and I live by a high school that is putting on a wrestling show. It's just, it's like their own thing. It's not a uh, company that's doing it. And we looked at the tickets and we were just blown away by just how high they are. And from my understanding, they're, not, they're, they're actually selling pretty decently. And the same thing goes with a Ring of Honor show. To try to get front, front row tickets at a Ring of Honor show is damn near impossible these days. Uh, the, the price of admission is not as cheap as it used to be. And there's a reason for that. It's it's, because there's competition now. There used to be a time where we can go sit third row at a Ring of Honor show for like 25, 30 bucks a seat. That don't happen no more. And I'm not complaining about it. (laughs) <laughs> you know, to the WWE shows, like, they are um, are they as expensive as third-row WWE shows? No, they're not. But you, so many people think of independent wrestling, and they think of, oh, it's these backyard gymnasium nobodies that just can't make it in the big time. But you don't understand, like, these guys are the big time, I gymnasium th- or not.
2: I think a lot of people look at indie wrestling a lot of uninformed people look at indie wrestling and think that the venue makes the wrestler and that's just not true it's the wrestler that makes the venue yeah absolutely
1: yeah you know it and so if we're talking just money here i think we only have to go back to cody rhodes Again, a guy who is funding his own 10,000-person arena show. I mean, granted, with the Young Bucks, but three guys who are funding their own show. And he did that by doing indie wrestling. The amount of money that he's making, I I, I don't know the exact quote, but I, I know Cody has been quoted saying he's basically making the same amount he was making in WWE
2: more more is, yeah you know, he's, he's been quoted as saying he's he's making more so than,
1: I, yeah. I stand corrected here yeah <laughs> he's making more money he's making more money he makes his own schedule for the most part i mean what's what's not to love there if you're a guy who's coming off of a concussion injury to the point where you were forced to retire because of it wouldn't you want to just do everything on your own terms say hey i, I don't know i don't know about this maybe maybe i shouldn't do this I'm not saying Daniel Bryan's gonna be on a full time schedule where he's working all these bullshit house shows that they do. Because there's no reason why you need to be working five, four or five days a week every week. You know, we talked about the WrestleMania weekend where, yeah, some guys work like Matt Riddle, uh, who, who who's <laughs> working eight times, eight, eight to ten times. Yeah, um, that's that's fine. You know, you you do that and then you'll you'll probably lay low for a little bit. Maybe maybe not. I don't know. But again, you make your own schedule here. It's just like, well, we got to be in. You know some small town here and some small town here but then we're gonna be in a bigger city here and it's like well do i have to do all these other small town things I'm not saying i'm against small towns but your body can only do so much you look at seth rollins who tore three ligaments in a knee on on one move that you look at it, it's like well, how did he get hurt from that but from what the doctor said it's it's overused knee oh okay well we're going to have him, instead of instead of saying we're going to have him work less matches, what they did was we're going to have him do less stuff in the ring. So we're going to make his matches shittier, but we got to make sure he still works the same amount of matches. You know, you work for that company that just doesn't get it. They don't. It's like they don't get the body and how that works. Instead, you can go work for, you don't have to work for anybody. You can be a freelancer and work your own schedule. You don't want to work in Japan this month? Don't. You don't have to. Fine. You can go work for this or you can go work for that or you can take the, the month off. It's your choice. And that just seems to me a no brainer, especially when we're talking about a guy who has to be careful from now until the rest of his,
2: his career. Essentially, yeah, I, but I, I, let's let's say extra careful because everybody should be. Oh yeah, be be yeah. careful. Yeah, there's if if he's smart, and I know he is. He'll do exactly what Matt's described. He'll he'll take the time and he won't necessarily sign re-sign a contract with the WWE, and that's what he'll do. He'll he'll it'll be like a, a long feeling out process. Yeah. You know this basically taking the stance of hey I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'm medically cleared now I'm going to to quote unquote wrestle for you guys and we'll see how it goes. But it doesn't mean I'm signing a contract and then take his ass out of there come september 1st show up in chicago please (laughs) and then you from there hey you're back you're back on the independent scene and hey if you choose to go sign a contract with someone like new japan you'll probably be making uh hell of a lot more money in the long run and you'll be you'll be a much happier person with your career
1: yeah i mean you you just just think about it look at him now and i don't i don't know his personal life i don't it's not my business of course but here he gets to be brian danielson uh he gets to be a father more he gets to be a husband more and those are obviously really important things of course more important in his wrestling career and on top of that you get to you get to have the quality of matches that i know he's been as, as as a fan of of his knows that he's been craving for for a long long time now um you're not you're not going to get that in WWE. i'm not saying that there's not a guy like a shinsuke nakamura or an aj styles or guys like that who you can't have great matches with but let's we can't We can't neglect to to talk about the the beast that we're dealing with here in WWE. And let's face it, they're gonna put him in there with a Brock Lesnar. They're gonna put him in there with a Roman Reigns. They're gonna put him in there with you know a Jinder Mahal or a Randy Orton. You know, snooze fest.
2: Yeah, eventually those those are possible options. Unfortunately, and that's that's a beef that both Matt and I share in this. And it's that you're just just because you have him, you're going to utilize him, and you're not going to utilize him properly. You know, obviously he has to be extra careful. And with that being said, you you would want you would want him to have less matches, but quality matches. Right. And I don't think they're going to take that approach. I really don't.
1: This this might be a, a silly example, and I don't even know the name of the movie, but there's a. An as an older, maybe over 10-year-old Eddie Murphy movie where... I think it was Eddie Murphy where he was only allowed to say X amount of words and then after that, he couldn't speak anymore. I, I, I can't tell you the name of it. i never seen it, but I just remember the trailer for it. And so he basically like had to like choose his words wisely. So essentially, it's kind of like this where more than likely... Again, I'm not a doctor. I, I never looked at his brain or I don't know anything about what's going on in that sense, but I would... I would, I would hazard a guess that Daniel Bryan is on limited match count. We don't know the exact count it is, but let's say it's 20 matches, okay? Okay. Does that sound like a fair number? Sure. 20 matches. That's what you have. Do you really want to waste it on these WWE guys that don't have a whole lot of talent in comparison to a Kazuchika Okada or a Kenny Omega or Cody Rhodes? Do you really want to waste it on a Jinder Mahal or Miz I know everyone wants to see the Miz and Daniel Bryan. I you don't need to see that. No, you, you don't.
2: No, no one needs to see, <laughs> to see that. If,
1: if 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 you were and there's good people out there like you're stupid. Like that right there should be the first thing they do. <laughs> hey, I guess I'm the biggest idiot in the world because that's that's a terrible idea. Yeah, sorry,
2: folks. I, I don't need to see the Miz versus Daniel Bryan. If, you know, and the Miz has the Miz with him. Like no. Yeah, that it, no thank you.
1: It's 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 silly gimmick bullshit that Daniel Bryan just doesn't need anymore in his career. He needs he needs to just be what he wants to be. He's a wrestler. Even during a time when they weren't allowed to say wrestler, he was calling himself a wrestler. That's what he is. That's what he you know, since the day he, he grad day after he graduated high school, he drove down to San Antonio, Texas training with Shawn Michaels to be A wrestler. That's what he does. Um, And again, you have the guys that you can put quality matches with against. Again, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. I would like to see him against Seth Rollins. I think I know you're not the biggest Seth Rollins fan, but that'd be to me. I think they can put on a good match. I really can. I really do. But even if you put them in that. Those those matches with those guys, Bobby Roode's another guy that stands out to me. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have great quality matches because, again, there's a lot of restrictions. For example, I don't I couldn't tell you the last time I saw Styles Clash in the WWE. You know, we got banned moves, apparently. We can do a pedigree, but we can't do a Styles Clash he's got to do a phenomenal forearm like these are my issues with WWE you take a guy like AJ Styles and you say here do a forearm as your finisher that's 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 bullshit (laughs) it's
2: a thing though it's a thing you know uh, speaking of band moves and talking about uh, you know we are in Wrestlemania season with uh, Wrestlemania about a week away now at this point yeah there, there was an article released uh, about banned moves for WrestleMania weekend in the state of Louisiana. So it, it's not just one promotion or another. It's for everybody putting on a wrestling show or a sports entertainment show in the state of Louisiana for WrestleMania weekend. There are to be no pile drivers of any sort. Okay. Um, No 450 splashes of any sort. Uh, There's a list of band moves, but those two uh, came to mind right away. Uh, I mention this because it's kind of shady, to be honest with you. The State Athletic Commission, which has always been... They're like a forever nemesis when it comes to pro wrestling and pro wrestling shows. But they are basically saying that there's only two promotions that are operating in the state of Louisiana... That weekend. That are allowed to basically be. Basically to have no band moves. And those two promotions are the WWE and Ring of Honor. They were given the credentials of the big leagues. By the State uh, Athletic Commission. Everybody else who's running a show can't do those moves. I found that really interesting. You have that. You have that scenario going on. But on top of that. Keep in mind folks. On top of that. Not only when you when you're going place to place, location to location, you have that to worry about. You have a state athletic commission or yes. some sort of athletic commission that will possibly sanction, uh, possibly limit you.
1: I always forget about those
2: and then on top of it you have the wwe instilling their own bands because they don't want their athletes to get hurt but you still it's still going to happen it's just going to happen another way and that's the unfortunate thing about them you know look at seth rollins he he had the injury to his knee for having an overworked knee the the maneuver he was trying to do at the time they don't want him to do anymore but that doesn't... It, it puts a band-aid on a gaping wound because yeah. his knee is already torn to shreds. Yeah. It's not the same knee, you know, it once was. Right. And just because he's not doing that move now, it doesn't excuse him from becoming hurt again. So I think the WWE is taking taking this approach... It's, like, too... It's too serious in, in, in a negative manner. You can't just... You could ban whatever fucking moves you want. It doesn't mean your talent's gonna not get hurt yeah that's just that's logic you know that's that should be common sense so um, you have that going too. this this whole daniel bryan thing i agree he's there's there's gotta be uh, some arbitrary number of matches that he
1: has left in him. By the way, that Eddie Murphy movie was called "A Thousand Words." A th- it was called "A Thousand yeah. Words." So. It's it was a flop. That's why I forgot about. it. I mean, it, so. let's
2: shit. Let's hope there's. <laughs> let's hope there's uh, a thousand matches left in Daniel. I Bryan.
1: would love that. I would absolutely love that. That would mean we would have. I mean, if he, unless he's unless he's got like the Zack Saber Junior approach. I mean, that would be like five years for Zack Saber Junior. Zack
2: Saber Junior. <laughs> Matt and I just read on the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Uh, They put out report cards for 2017. Oh, God, yeah. And I don't take uh, too much stock in in any of uh, any magazine that relates to pro wrestling, let alone pro wrestling illustrated. Uh, For your old schoolers out there, you know, it's one of those after mags. And, you know, you're you're either going to like the stuff. I mean, you're not going to like all the stuff in there all the time. I think that's should be common knowledge. But uh, we were reading the 2017 report cards. It was a very confusing situation for the both of us. You had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we were talking about Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah. And they they put in their information about how Zack Sabre Jr. had wrestled unofficially 136 times over the course of the 2017 year. And he obviously held multiple championships. Yep. Uh, what was that seven different countries
1: seven different countries yeah
2: so he's got all this going for him and they give him a B plus a B plus so they gave him a B plus
1: standards should be high then right
2: you would think you would think but go on <laughs> I'm gonna let you divulge this one who did they give an A plus to? Um,
1: they gave an A plus to a guy that many believe to be a universal champion. I I can't tell because he's never there. Brock Lesnar, and the reason why they did that because he worked a busy schedule in Brock Lesnar terms. terms. Fourteen matches. Folks, let that, you, let that you, sink in.
2: Yeah, you don't have to be good at math to know that 14 matches is way different it, than 136.
1: Yeah, and there's, there's an important thing about these 136. Most of them, not all, but most of them average. So actually, actually, take that back. The average of those 136 matches were 20 minutes. So on average, he's wrestling 20 minutes. Brock Lesnar probably wrestled like three matches in total that reached under 20 minutes.
2: Yeah, I mean there was the debacle in Chicago over here. Yeah, where it was what 30, 35 seconds. Tops. Yeah,
1: I mean well that was this year. That was twenty eighteen technically. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it's you're, ab- kind you're of, absolutely right. Yeah, it's,
2: it's the same kind of match. He has the same kinds of matches.
1: Yeah, I mean we're, we're, again. We're, this is this is this is the level of. Stupidity that you and I go through all the time, and I was just talking. I mentioned this right before we uh, we hit record. Is are we are we real wrestling fans, him and I? Because we just don't seem to understand what everybody else sees. And guys like Brock Lesnar and guys like Braun Strowman, or being completely marked out about Daniel Bryan coming back. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that he's back. And I want him to have... I want him... Whatever he wants in his career, that's what I want. Whatever he wants.
2: And he's not going to get it with the WWE. I'm sorry, folks. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And
1: for people who don't understand that and don't see what you and I are talking about, I understand it's just two guys. We're just two guys and it's just our opinion. But it's like, I don't understand why you think it's okay you know, so many people have said, Oh, he's gonna be Braun Strowman's secret partner. Why, why is that even in coming out of your mouth? Why? You know, or it's like, oh, now we're gonna see Daniel Bryan versus the Miz. It's like who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares about that match? Play it on the fucking video game. Like that do you want to see that match that bad?
2: That's a stupid match. We we are all for fantasy matches here at the twenty by twenty crew. We love we love to see our favorites in the ring, booked against fantasy opponents all the time. But to sit there and and say something like, "Oh, that would be great if he was Braun Strowman's mystery partner at WrestleMania." Terrible, terrible. Yeah, that's that's a pretty fucking horrible idea. And either you're not thinking, or you're just a horrible fucking person in general. I gotta I gotta say, it's you're. Hopefully, you're just not thinking. I, I would I would hope that you're not a terrible person, but. You can't you can't go into this situation with that kind of a mentality he's not an object he's just not
1: yeah it, it for, for anybody that that disagree with us again that's completely fine that's what we want we you want can, conversation you can,
2: you can send your hate tweets to at 20 20 crew 20x20 crew on Twitter
1: yes you could do that but also to somebody out there please instead of just calling us a bunch of names and laughing at us explain explain maybe we're missing something here. I don't think we are, because I'm very open-minded when it comes to a lot of things, especially professional wrestling. You have to be to be a wrestling fan. I just don't see what everybody else sees.
2: You know what? I, I take it back. Don't send your hate tweets <laughs> just yet, because if you're gonna send a response like because, then don't. Just f- don't don't waste your time. Don't waste your time.
1: I mean, that just I have, I'm, I'm taking my glasses off because I have a headache because of this conversation. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, when it comes to Daniel Bryan, his his time off, though, I know you talked about another topic when it came to that, to the reason why, and it involved Roman Reigns. Can you elaborate a little bit more on, on that theory?
2: Yeah, there's another theory going out there where... so <laughs> let, Let's look at Roman Reigns uh, as a character, as as a performer for WWE. I think it's pretty common knowledge these days that a lot of people have a feeling, a certain feeling about Roman Reigns and the way he's being pushed. A lot of people feel that he has been shoved down the fans' throats time and time again and being, being booked as a top guy when he hasn't necessarily risen to the occasion or, and or a lot of people feel that he's not worthy of that title. Myself being one of them, does Roman Reigns have the potential to be a top guy? Of course. Go back and take a look at the matches he had with AJ Styles oh, over, God, over yeah. the past three or four years. Every time those two step in the ring, Roman Reigns immediately gets better. Immediately. Now, that's, that's direct credit to AJ Styles. Yeah. Because AJ Styles is, no pun intended, a phenomenal worker. He knows how to get people over. He knows how to do his job. He thinks about the other guy in the ring. The company doesn't get this, and they just keep booking Roman Reigns for all these top spots when it should probably be someone else. I get it that they need stars, but this is not the way to go about doing it. And what they're going to do is they're going to slowly alienate enough fans to where Roman Reigns will never have the the opportunity he should probably get if that makes any sense. So follow me here. Okay. You have Roman Reigns in that situation with the company. Enter Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan wants to come back. Daniel Bryan wants to be cleared. And this whole time, the, f- the company is putting the kibosh on it time and time again. Again, with their doctor. Oh, you're not ready. You're not ready to be cleared. What happens in the interim? What happens while Daniel Bryan is forced to be a mouthpiece for a SmackDown brand? Roman Reigns gets push after push after push. So there's this theory out there that the company is purposely holding back Daniel, or was, I should say at this point, excuse me, was purposely holding Daniel Bryan's career down by not getting him medically cleared just so that Roman Reigns could have these opportunities. Now again, folks, this is just speculation and rumor, and I know I probably sound a lot like Dave Meltzer right now, but it is an interesting theory i will give it that do i necessarily think it's true no but it is also not out of the realm of possibility of being such a stupid fucking idea that they actually do something because let's face it there's a lot of time and money invested in roman reigns in that company so why not why not do something so you you you're you're gonna have you're gonna have a lot of opinions about this everybody is it goes
1: back to well first of all before i say that when, if anyone thinks that's that's that is 100% impossible um you got to remember who owns or who is the owns the most stock in WWE it's it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon
2: and and stranger things have happened for the company
1: yeah and you talk about stupid storyline maker it's Vince McMahon case in point if you if you had never seen the McMahon documentary which is a WWE documentary i don't know if it's on the network or not
2: uh, I'm not sure. I'm not point. sure
1: either. But um, there was a... Th- this is coming from Triple to Stephanie McMahon, by the way. I don't know which, which daughter it was. It might have been Stephanie's first daughter. So when she got pregnant, Vince had this idea of, we're going to do an angle that where basically Vince is going to be the biological father of Stephanie's daughter. <laughs> and that was going to be the angle. I don't exactly remember the details, but I just remember like having like, hearing Steph- Stephanie was pretty much like, like awkwardly smiling the entire time she was talking about it, and, and Triple H was just shaking his head the entire time talking about it. Like we're not doing the storyline. We're not. Oh, it's gonna be great. Like I, you know, people are just gonna be completely shocked. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. That's a stupid, stupid storyline. So this is the same guy that that wanted to do a storyline where he was uh, having a kid with his own daughter. So you know, I don't, I don't think that's completely far fetched. Yeah. It did. <laughs> You know, and that's
2: one example, folks. We're talking about inbreeding here. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: there's there's plenty of other examples, but to not to not get off topic too much here. Going back to Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, you got to remember. I, I I don't know the exact year, but it's not a few years ago. It was speculated that Daniel Bryan was going to be number thirty in the Royal Rumble match, and. Out comes Roman Reigns Who already competed that night So nobody thought it was going to be Roman Reigns Because usually that doesn't happen I say it's never happened But usually that doesn't happen
2: I was pretty pissed Yeah and and it wasn't necessarily because Daniel Bryan wasn't coming out. I mean, there is that, but I just legitimately thought Roman Reigns wasn't going to be yeah. coming back for the night. <laughs> and, they, and,
1: they, and they did it the year before with Rey Mysterio, where it was going to be, I don't know if it was Daniel Bryan again, but it ended up being Rey Mysterio. Yep. <laughs> and the crowd turned on Rey Mysterio. <laughs> But with Roman Reigns, yeah, it's it started with with Daniel Bryan and Daniel. It was oh, everyone was geeked out. It was gonna be Daniel Bryan. Some people said it was gonna be. Uh, I want. I don't know if Finn Balor was around, but there was somebody else too. But Daniel Bryan was the main guy, and out comes Roman Reigns, and it was like, what the fuck? And so maybe, maybe, maybe it was like, well, obviously we can't get Roman Reigns over. There's Daniel Bryan guys hanging around, so. Yeah, I'm not saying they're the reason why he's injured and all that stuff. But if you have the opportunity to hold him back to make a dollar, they would. It's, I it, I it, believe it, they would.
2: Yeah, it's business, folks. I mean,
1: I would say I I don't I don't fully believe it. I think I think I still even saying all that, I still think it's a little bit of a stretch. Having said that though, if if this ever gets to be proven true, I'm you're not going to see me like wide eyed like oh my god I can't believe it. I'm going to more <laughs> or less shake my head like these motherfuckers they did it again. <laughs> But yeah, that's it's an interesting topic. It's an interesting theory, though.
2: Very interesting. Uh, and again, th- these next couple months are, are going to be very, very interesting and f- full of full of content for dirt sheets. Let's face it; just the the mere fact that he's back in the ring and and performing on any level is t- there's tons of fodder the dirt cheats so uh, Dave Meltzer you should be thinking Brian Danielson at least for the next few months yeah.
1: <laughs> I think I think after everything that we talked about the frustration too I have to say just in general even if it's even if I have to see him do his entire re- remainder of his career in a WWE ring I'm still happy that he still gets to, to do this again because obviously this is what he he loves it's, it's very bittersweet for me yeah
2: because I do you know I want call me crazy, but I want everyone who has, has any kind of a job in this world to be happy with what they do. Yeah. And especially those, you know, those people entertaining me, I I want them to be happy because I think it, it will, it translates over to their performance. You know, if you, if you have a happy worker, they're going to perform better for you. So why not? Why not give them what they want? You know, as long as it's with, within the realm of possibility, obviously. I'm not asking for him to go out and, you know, just go completely wild, man, and, and avoid safety and things like that. But, but yeah, if it's possible for him to come back and wrestle, oh, my God, yes. We love Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah, you know, when it comes to guys, guys wrestling, and dealing with the possibility of of injuries i i kind of stand the same ground i I feel with anybody else the reason why i'm not stoked about Kurt angle coming back and and wrestling matches again you look at a guy who probably shouldn't be like walking without a cane at this point the way as bad as it is so you talk about somebody who is dealing with severe injury problem uh, being prone to injuries you know, it doesn't get any bigger than that. So if you're gonna come back, you have to come back. Like, yeah, you gotta watch what you do a little bit, but you you cause you can't just completely neglect. You know, the, everything that brought you to dance to begin with. If you have to completely alter your entire move set just so you can not get hurt to the point where you're tragically hurting your brain in this point or any other body part and you probably shouldn't be out there at all so yeah there's going to be some alterations that need to be done and i think that's going to be figured out sooner than later hopefully but if you if Dana bryan or anybody else ever has to completely change what they are just so they don't get hurt you're basically playing the game to not get hurt so to thrive and be the best at this point and there's no point so if when it comes to the daniel bryan thing i just don't want him i don't want him to be a shell of what he used to be and and i know that sounds mean but i don't i, I as, as as a paying customer i don't want to see that and as a guy that you know i don't know him that but, but I, from what i've seen daniel bryan's a guy that i have a tremendous amount of respect for i don't want that for him just for the sense that it's deep down i know that's that it wouldn't it wouldn't fulfill the void that's been missing ever since he had to retire a couple of years ago.
2: Very true. So We're going to pause for the cause and go pay some bills. So hang with us.
1: This edition of the 20x20 20 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by Amazon. Get your Amazon Prime subscription today. You get unlimited music, unlimited e-books, unlimited movies, and TV shows available through their Amazon Prime subscription, as well as free two-day shipping on many products through Amazon.com, as well as, in certain areas, one-day shipping. So if you're an impatient person like me, you can get one-day shipping. Is that right,
2: Joe? Yeah, don't forget the uh, unlimited photo storage, too. I think that's pretty- Uh, Oh, absolutely. I don't have anything on my photo storage as of yet, at least, nothing I could share with the public. Ooh. It's photos of me and Kenny Omega. Are you jealous? I, I don't even <laughs> want to
1: talk about it. Tell them where to go. I, that's all I got to
2: say. You can find more information on Amazon Prime subscription through us. And by doing so, you'll help us here at the show. You don't have to pay anything extra. You sign up for Amazon Prime through us. You get 30 days to buy out Amazon Prime. You can cancel anytime. We still get the love from Amazon. Go ahead and check us out at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon.
1: we are back thank you for hanging with us uh, we're going to continue talking about daniel bryan and we're going to i guess take out our crystal balls a little bit um or at least what we hope to be our crystal balls and see into the future because we're going to we're going to talk about the possible future of what daniel bryan's career could be depending on what decisions he makes uh essentially, we're gonna do that by by doing so we're gonna we're gonna fantasy book a lot here and talk about potential matches that we could see now now that daniel bryan's back because as soon as he left and even before he he retired i should say there was a lot of man let's see daniel bryan versus this guy daniel bryan versus that guy and even matches in which he's been in ring with certain guys before to have him in the ring with them now at this level, things when things have changed, you know, because wrestling has changed since not only since he's been gone and since he's been retired, but since he left the independence and came to WWE, so much has changed as we talked about earlier. So we're going to we're gonna fantasy book here, and you want to start? You got anything?
2: Uh, you know what? I think we should start with the WWE. Okay. Being that he's going to be stuck there for at least uh, the next couple months. Yeah, at least
1: until September.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's a good place to start, and and this will give some, this will lend some, uh, some levity to the situation. So, thinking about it, right away, I know I know of at least two guys I want him to go up against but I'm, I'm going to save those for for last okay um I don't think he should I don't think he should be uh booked against the Miz I know th- there's uh there's a lot of people out there that want that match to happen yeah nothing against Miz I think he he makes a great heel he's but a good character yeah it's a good character he definitely does his job <laughs> when it comes to that but his in-ring work. I'm sorry, man. If if I only had so many matches left, and I was at the caliber of Daniel Bryan, guess what? I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that card. I'm gonna be that guy and be like, you know what? I'm sorry, I got other people to face.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So for me, the no means. Uh, out of sheer curiosity, but again, I I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't book him against uh, this guy but out of sheer curiosity I wonder if they will do anything with him and Bray Wyatt. Okay. Uh, again, I don't know if it's going to happen.
1: They've done stuff so before in the past. They yeah, have. But yeah.
2: Uh, but the, to me it's, it's one of those situations where Bray Wyatt doesn't have a whole lot going on and there's no one to feud with him you know, it, it, why not Daniel Bryan? And again, I'm not, I'm not of that. You know, I, I don't agree with it, but yeah, it, it does intrigue me. Like, will they actually do this? Um, earlier, you and I talked about Seth Rollins, and yeah, I'm not the biggest Seth Rollins fan, but there's, there's potential there for, for it to be a, a hell of a good match, and even, even with uh, Rollins coming back from, from injuries and things like that. I think I think there's a lot of potential for it to become something much you know, you know, it would be like a synergistic experience yeah for the both of them.
1: What I love about that match is you have two absolute workhorses going at it, so if anything it's just gonna be competitive in that sense.
2: Yes. And then I also don't want him to be Booked against Brock Lesnar, we've already saw that. Hopefully, at this point, you know, come a week from today, that'll be the last we see of Brock Lesnar for a long time, if ever. If ever,
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <clears throat> I don't want, I don't want him to be booked against John Cena, although that's probably going to happen. Ugh, why? Um, why you say that? I say that because it's. Let's face it John, John Cena Post Wrestlemania You're not going to have Taker around No matter the outcome Of, of that situation True You're, you're not going to have Taker around There's really Not going to be anything For Cena To, to go into For another <clears> Program <laughs> Yeah And th- It might happen It might happen and, and they could use The angle of You know They are Brother Brother-in-laws Or brothers-in-law yeah, I however about you that. Would say that yeah. So there, there is that opportunity is, is it an easy opportunity to take advantage of of course it is does that does that mean it's more likely to happen in this case yeah probably
1: well there's there's two things that but I
2: don't want it to happen <laughs> yeah
1: nobody should uh, there's two things that I, I gotta say to that one is is a question. And I don't know if you can answer this or not. I can't see him. No one can. (laughs) I I wish I couldn't. I I wish that was true. I wish he could just wave his hand in front of his face and he'd be gone. Um, (laughs) So John Cena is a 16-time world champion. Yeah, please don't remind me of that. And the reason why I bring that up is it seems that if John Cena is not in the title picture, then they don't have John Cena around. And... You have the universal title. Does that count as as a world title? And if it doesn't, just have him fight Reigns for the title. Have him feud with Reigns for the universal title.
2: Well, we talked about uh, that in our WrestleMania episode, uh, episode seven. Uh, there's two parts there, so make sure you listen to them both. But yeah, we talked about John Cena and him possibly getting in, getting involved in. The Reigns match at WrestleMania between yeah. Reigns and Lesnar, so there there's a possibility, there's a possibility of that happening. And do you know, that, and you know what that that would again, it's a feud we've already seen before, and and what have you. They that would be a smart way to to book that is is to have uh, Cena and Reigns go at it again in another program. This time with the guarantee that there is no Brock Lesnar to be involved, yeah. So, I think that immediately lends a little more credibility to the situation. So we'll we'll see we'll see if um, if that comes to fruition. But,
1: Well the other thing too about John Cena is, as far as having not nothing to do, that's okay because I thought he was. In the middle of doing two movies. I mean. Isn't he still. Going to film for Bumblebee. Isn't that still happening. And. Also too. For those who don't know yet. He was just. Announced to. As a video game enthusiast. It just kind of. Bums me out. But he is. uh, He was announced to. uh, Do the. Starring role. The title character. Of. The new. Michael Bay. Rendition of Duke Nukem. Uh, I, I don't see that being any good. But. You know, he's still got to play the part since he got hired. So, something
2: to do. I don't know. Do that. Yeah, I don't know when all that's going down with John Cena. But I will say that, yeah, I I hope he's he's not around much. Do
1: Ferdinand, too? Something, something, yeah. yeah. Go
2: do something uh, and not Russell Daniel Bryan. (laughs) So... Uh, the the other two guys that are obvious to probably most people, uh, one being AJ Styles, which it isn't I mean, obviously they've wrestled each other before in uh outside of the company, but mm-hmm. you would you would want that match to happen because AJ's the kind of worker that you could not only trust Daniel Bryan's career with, you could yeah. uh, but you know he'll put him over. Yeah. And that's what you want out of it. And if they were smart, they would they would bide their time very wisely and work long programs with Daniel Bryan so that he didn't have to wrestle a whole lot or feel the need to wrestle a whole lot and still get quality matches. And one of those people that you could do that with is AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. The other person, again, they should do this with fantasy booking here, Shinsuke Nakamura again he's the caliber of AJ Styles you you should be able to trust him in there with with uh Daniel Bryan a lot of people want to see this match happen will we ever get it i don't know but that they should book that they should book that and it it should be a wrestlemania match to be honest with you yeah
1: them. if they did that match i would i i would implore them to Quit fucking around with both of those guys. This needs to be uh, strong style, a strong style, a strong style as as both both guys. To really, let's uh, face it, Daniel Bryan has a lot of strong style wrestling.
2: He does, but you, um, I'm 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 sure you realize this, but. The WWE's version of strong style is not necessarily strong style. That's my so, yeah. That was my point. Just yeah. quit fucking
1: around with it and let them do strong style wrestling, uh, because that right there, again, especially and I, and I, I talked about this in in the last episode. You know, if this is a WrestleMania match, you definitely totally is a WrestleMania worthy caliber match. But you talk about the showcase of the Immortals. This is supposed to be the, the event that stands out to everybody in a sense of this is this is the be-all, end-all. This is supposed to be the greatest wrestling show of the year. And I don't know the last time in which WrestleMania was the greatest wrestling show of the year. This certainly could, could do that. And Daniel Bryan and Shinsuke together, I feel the moment that bell rings would have instant chemistry. And it would give Shinsuke versus AJ Styles a run for its money.
2: Very much agreed. You also don't want him to be booked against the likes of Jinder Mahal like we just said uh, earlier in the episode. Again, a, a caliber similar to uh, The Miz where he he does have those great heel tendencies but his in-ring work is just, its I'm sorry it's not on par with With what's going on with Daniel Bryan, and so I would not book him uh, against Jinder Mahal
1: or Randy Orton just because he's just goddamn boring.
2: (laughs) You're right. I mean, I agree with you, but yeah, you want you. I think I think for every match going forward, no matter who you're booking Daniel Bryan against. That has to be the one of the criteria. Is it has to be a match that is is going to be bonkers. It's got to be because again he's limited. He's he's going to be limited, whether he wants to to wrestle that way or not. They're they're not going to let him just go out and go balls to the wall. They're just not.
1: Yeah, you can't. I mean, realistically, you you can't not anymore.
2: Not anymore. So you again you it's one thing to be a a normal WWE worker and have those safety stipulations put into place, but they're going to be extra cautious with Daniel Bryan letting him get in the ring. So, and then obviously he's got a a tag team match at WrestleMania against um, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Both of those guys, he could be booked against, but would you want that? Uh, obviously, they all have history together, working yeah. for Ring of Honor, so they should be all familiar with themselves. They should all be familiar with themselves. Yeah, and it there would be some sort of in-ring chemistry. Does that equate a a good match? Not all the time, but in this case, again, it would have to be, the juice would have to be worth the squeeze, so to speak. You would want whatever they're doing in that match or those matches, respectively, it would have to be completely over. And against AJ Styles or against Shinsuke Nakamura, those are easy sells. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of hype you can put around those matches. I don't know if they would get the same exact effect with a Sami Zayn or a Kevin Owens. So, I'm not so sure. I would love to see those matches again. But yeah. But I'm not sure that that'll happen.
1: You know, for me, and I, I don't know, maybe I'll get laughed at this one. Uh, not necessarily by you. But... Far, as far as fantasy booking goes in WWE, I, I don't need to go anywhere besides Orlando, Florida, or in this case now, Atlanta, Georgia. Those guys in NXT, there's a long list, a laundry list of guys that stand out as or uh, potential opponents, standout opponents that do everything that you mentioned above, where it's getting everything over, Getting both guys over, as well as great in action, and as well as guys that we've never seen.
2: Very true, and the only problem here is think. Let's think. Let's think along the lines of the WWE here. Yeah, that's it's a brand thing. It's you know they they're, they're call they're, them up then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, I was gonna say they're all considered. All the NXT people are considered the. The lower brand, well, yeah, it's and, and and I'm not, you know, I don't feel that way. Right, but, right. No, but, I totally
1: get what you're saying. It's it's a marketing. It's a it's a it's it's what they do. Everything everything has uh, a stupid trademark next to it. You're you're on the B show. You're on the the C show. But another thing though that they've done in the past, they they have had guys and girls go down to NXT. Said, hey, you know, this person, so and so is doing really big things right now. Why don't you go get a taste of that? Why don't you go be a part of that? And they've done it. We saw it with Cesaro. Cesaro went down to NXT to have phenomenal matches with uh, Sami Zayn. As a matter of fact, the very first live match on the WWE network was Cesaro versus Sami Zayn. Back when Sami Zayn was in NXT, Cesaro was already established wrestler on, on the WWE in the main roster. So it's you could do that. But you look at these guys. You look at the first one that pops in my head is Adam Cole, and Adam Cole was—I mean, he was super, super brand new to Ring of Honor about the time that Daniel Bryan left. I don't know if Future Shock was a thing yet, but maybe, maybe not. But he—he he he was just starting out. So those those guys, we talk about fantasy booking. You talk about timelines and guys that well, we never got a chance to see this because the timeline was off. Daniel Bryan, he went to the WWE. He's now exclusive. He's no longer able to have matches with all these other guys because of where his contract is telling him he can what he, what he can and cannot do. And now you now they're on the same, they work for the same team. Whether, you know, brand stuff, whatever or not, if you're WWE you're the smartest company, if everyone says you are, make it work, make it happen. There should be no reason why you sleep on that match. Say, well, we can't do it because we want Adam Cole here and Daniel Bryan's here. No, that's dumb. Don't do that. Put make that match happen. You know, again, another match too. Andrade and My God, what kind of match they would have? Um, Alistair Black <laughs> is another name. You know, and I know he's a much bigger guy, but he is so incredibly smart and gifted in that ring. I have no doubt in my mind that he would take care of Daniel Bryan.
2: And by that logic, you have to throw in there the Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream. I, I, that would be one hell of a match to watch. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, I just those those type of you got those caliber wrestlers down there, and you know Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, you know Roderick Strong. Uh, how do you how do you not Pete Dunne? Dunn the perfect. I mean Pete Dunn, if you don't if you're not paying attention, he'd be the first one to tell you. So much of his wrestling style is based off of Daniel Bryan, including his wrestling gear. Yeah. So So Pete Dunn versus versus Daniel Bryan, I mean that right there is a WrestleMania quality match that will never happen because it's WWE, but some somewhere along the lines make it happen. You know, it, it's so I'm glad you started in WWE because it's even if you are going to even if you're stuck there now and if you're going to continue to be stuck down there depending on decisions that he makes it's it may not be all bad if and only if they little programming logic there for those who not paying attention <laughs> <laughs> um, if they do if they just do what they what they know deep down they should do and give good quality matches. You can figure out storylines and all that other goofy stuff. Or maybe you know, maybe you just maybe you don't, but somewhere along the lines that those are matches that could happen. And if you're going to justify staying with WWE, I would hope Daniel Bryan works something on his contract where at least he can say, Well I get to pick my opponents. Something.
2: Yes. <laughs> I mean he wouldn't be the first to ask for some sort of creative control as yeah. we see As we see the red and yellow grace the screen one more The king of uh, creative (laughs) control. We are watching SummerSlam 1991 in the background on the WWE Network. Uh, Speaking of WWE, if you want some more information on how to get uh, a subscription, you should check it out over on our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. But getting back to the topic of Daniel Bryan and fantasy booking him, uh, yeah, it, it, to me it's a no-brainer. You have a hell of a roster down in NXT. And, we didn't name them all either, and yeah, and we didn't name them all. But th- that's just a taste. And and you're right. You're absolutely right. What what a what better way to sit there. And lend a little more credibility to that UK title than to have Daniel Bryan vie for it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's to me that's that's the that's yeah. easy fucking booking and it's it would be so over. Oh my god, it would be so
1: And if over. you talk about creative control, and again, you can say, Well, you don't know that, matt, like how do you know that? And I don't. I don't, okay. But what I do know is that we talked about Hogan creative control. Creative control for Hogan means I do what I want. If I don't want to do the job, I'm not going to do the job. For Daniel Bryan, I don't think that's what it means. I, I'm, I would I would bet that it's not what it means. What it, All that it would mean is, I want to fight Pete Dunne. You want me to get him over? Fine. Give me Pete Dunne. Give me 15, 20 minutes at least. That's it. We'll make it work. We'll get him over. We'll get the kid over. No problem. Let me have the match. I think that's... That's the creative control that I'm talking about with Dana Bryant. Not, well, I gotta win.
2: Yeah, because this, at this point, that seems to be the thing. You're trying to make him happy. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you at least meet him halfway? Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't you don't have to be uh, of the opinion of Hulk Hogan and you know get final say so on your character. I don't. I, again, I agree with Matt here. I don't think that's the issue here. If if he were to pull such a thing, I think what it is is getting the okays to, for these matches to happen because again he's being looked at as uh, extra careful you know the the situation they have to hand, they have to handle him very delicately yeah uh, and, and and it makes sense you know he's coming back from a concussion. Related injury, and why not? Why why not be extra careful? You can, in this case, folks, you can have your cake and eat it too. It just has to be done a certain way.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, by by you saying that, I need to reiterate this though. It's it's not a difficult way. It's really not.
2: <laughs> it, it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it shouldn't be. Yeah, it <laughs> shouldn't should, be. shouldn't
1: be difficult way. But let's just say now, let's say, they do make it difficult, and Daniel Bryan says the hell with them. September 1st comes. He's not uh he says thank you for uh for everything, but I'm going to to go be best in the world somewhere else says.
2: Hopefully in Chicago for one night well, September 1st. Yeah. Hoffman Estates Sears Center all in. Anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> just a uh, just a little 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 guess of like what, what could happen there. But you have you have tons of other guys that exists in the quote-unquote minor leagues of professional wrestling. Um, anyone that says that is not a wrestling fan. You're a, a sports entertainment fan. There's a difference. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, God, I mean... Alright, I gotta say. First name that pops in your mind outside of WWE. Dan O'Brien versus... Who? Zach
2: Sabre Jr. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, go take the time and YouTube Zach Saber Junior. That's S A B R E. The the my mind is reeling with possibilities for for this match to happen. You have more than likely the best technical wrestler in the world right now in Zack Sabre Jr. And I don't think there's an argument with that personally. There shouldn't be. Yeah. But I'm sure somebody will, especially yeah. those who call promotions he works for the minor leagues. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: to, you know, to those people the Miz is be the greatest technical yeah, wrestler. Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> I've heard that. So I yeah, have heard that. I bet you have. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, that would be my first pick would be Zack Sabre Jr. My first pick in a laundry list of folks for for Daniel Bryan to go and work with outside of the WWE. That that would be an instant mat classic. You have two workers who know their their profession and their business and they're very well versed in it. I know they would take care of each other. They wouldn't be afraid to put each other over. You guys want really good wrestling. I'm giving it to you right now.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, you honestly took mine, so I'm gonna, sorry. Yeah, it's all good. No, it's, it's we're on the same page. That's that's a good thing. Um, so I'm gonna go with the. I, this is my second pick, which. I think for a lot of people it would be the more obvious pick. Not obvious as Zack Sabre Jr. isn't the better option but the more well known and it's, it's Daniel Bryan versus the cleaner. Kenny Omega. You talk about potential five star matches here too. We talked about it with Seth Rollins being a great in ring worker. Kenny Omega is ten times better. He's Ten times smarter, and he knows how to tell a story inside that ring. He don't. He doesn't need a microphone to tell a story. He do, He does it with his his wrestling ability. And with Daniel Bryan and Kenny Omega going at it, you thought the Jericho match was good. You thought the you're gonna think the, the match for Cody, which as of this taping we haven't seen yet. It hasn't happened. Uh, was you know, it was gonna be good. I don't think it's going to hold anything, any weight against what Daniel Bryan versus Kenny Omega could bring to the table. I, absol-
2: I absolutely agree. That's a bold statement. It is a bold statement, but you're you're absolutely right. A lot of what makes Kenny Omega um, such a potent in ring experiences is, is that he is smart. He is very ring savvy for being such a young guy, and he does he does know how to tell a story. Sorry to a lot a lot of the um, old school wrestling fans that might be listening to this podcast you might disagree with me here but he knows he knows how to tell a story at, at least to this generation of wrestling fans and let's face it that's what matters right now yeah and as as someone who respects and appreciates anything considered old school, I am also of that opinion.
1: Yeah, you're you're listening to his voice right now. There's nobody that I've ever talked to in wrestling respects old school more than you.
2: And and with that being said, I still think that Kenny Omega is definitely more than capable, way more than capable of putting on this match and, and not only making it work, but making it A tremendously overmatch so yes to me that's a no brainer let's add that to the list Um, one I would definitely would love to see and and, uh, admittedly at first I thought about this okay just because he's a heavyweight champion right now but he has become such uh, a great performer in his own right I would love to see Daniel Bryan go against uh, the current IWGP heavyweight champion in Kazuchika Okada. Got got a little tongue-tied. There.
1: Inner Jim Ross there.
2: I did. Inner Jim <laughs> By God. It'd be hellacious match. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, again, that one also would be a no-brainer for me. Oh, yeah. He has uh, Okada has come such a long way in his career, and he has definitely stepped his game up.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And
2: and, and again, doubt. Again, like I said, originally I thought of this as being a title match, but now no,
1: doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to yeah. be. It,
2: it, they could they could both uh, not have to vie for for any title and still put on a hell of a match, and I think this this match would work well, and. Since we're running down the list, I'm gonna throw in uh Tetsuya Naito, who is oh. also who has yeah. also come a long way. And he has proven that he, he is definitely someone to look at in, in a situation like this. Um I don't know how much of a a language barrier there would be in both of these matches. Obviously Daniel Bryan has done uh a You know Japanese tours before. Mm -hmm. I want to say roughly three years worth. But regardless of the uh, the amount of uh, lack of communication, both of those guys know wrestling, and and that language they both speak very well. Yeah. So they they would definitely be able to put on uh, a really good match.
1: I I wholeheartedly agree to both of those absolutely. Uh and tattoo Night So I I mean I'm just such a Naito mark, an L I. J. mark that I mean anything with him, I'm I'm up down. Uh we talked about Zack Saber Jr. and I think it's if we're gonna stay in Japan for right now, we we gotta we also gotta look at the boss. And not talking about Sasha Banks here. Uh, <laughs> the the real boss is uh Minoru Suzuki. And I, I don't want I don't want this one to get overlooked because you talk. We talked about strong style with Shinsuke. Uh, doesn't get any any more strong style than Minoru Suzuki. That is a hard hitting dude. Uh, the oldest guy that we've mentioned thus far out of uh, everybody here. Yes. But uh, Dana Bryan versus Minoru Suzuki. That match right there is would be such a great hard hitting, cr- almost cringe worthy at at times. The amount of kicks and and hit and slaps that would be done in this match, as well as the great technical wrestling and strong style wrestling, um, that's a match that I would love to see too. Because Minoru Suzuki, I know for a lot of, especially here in in the states, they are becoming more. I'm I'm I love the the pattern that we're seeing where more people are watching New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is kind of what they want, anyways. Uh, a lot of them come come up to me and like, man, this guy Minoru Suzuki, like he's just He's fucking out of his mind. I was like, he, he, pretty much. I mean, well, he <laughs> but he's was, incredibly smart, though, in that ring, though. You,
2: you got to remember with Suzuki. For those of you who who don't know this and are new to <laughs> are new to New Japan Pro Wrestling, he used to be a shoot fighter, so he was yeah. a, he was a legit mixed martial artist, and you, he ha, you know it shows it shows in the yes, ring. Yes, so it does. He's he's probably the closest. Thing to a shoot fighter that any promotion has right now, I would say, other than you know the likes of Matt Riddle. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm on board. Suzuki, Minoru Suzuki versus Daniel Bryan. Added to the list.
1: it to the list for sure. I mean, man, we can we can go all day. Matt Riddle, as you mentioned, just mentioned, would be another candidate. Um, but yeah, I just I would love to see him do. Even as a freelancer, just do tours in New Japan, and to see him just go through guys, you know, winner loot losses. Sonata is another name that it's finally starting to get more buzz, and how good! Oh my God, what could, When I when I when I see him, I'm not saying he's as good as, but I just I I look, especially with his submissions, I look at I think of him as like Ultimate Dragon. Great, he just he comes out of nowhere with those submissions. He does, and it'd be perfect. Perfect uh, matchup with Daniel Bryan, who does the exact same thing as far as coming on over with these submissions. So the point is we can go on and on and on. And and please, 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 please join us on our Facebook group, the 20 by 20 wrestling talk. It is a private group, but we, we bring in new members all the time. Please feel free to email us email us to at 20x20crew
2: at gmail.com
1: and we just we want to know what 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 Dana Bryan first of all we want to know what Dana Bryan coming back to wrestling means to you and uh, we want to know your fantasy matches because there's just a laundry list of guys that you can go and we can go on all day I mean We just... just, There's so many. There's so many.
2: If you let us, this would be like an eight-hour episode. Yeah. Like, no bullshit.
1: And and we would look at him like, that's it? That's all we got? (laughs) Because we would totally forget. We would leave people off. Like, when we talked about Zack Sabre Jr., I was like, we got to talk about Monero Suzuki. Yes. I mean, I could go through that entire Suzuki-gun. And and
2: we haven't haven't, uh, covered Ring of Honor. No. I mean yet another promotion we would love to see him step in the ring for again.
1: To have him return? To have him return? return To Ring of Honor? My God. Especially, Especially where Ring of Honor's at now. You know, they have their own streaming service. They have national buzz now. I mean, they're not, they're not the same market that they used to be.
2: Speaking of Ring of Honor, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of Rewind and go back here, and I'm gonna add one more to my WWE list because okay. I, I know he's hurt right now, but uh, I can't wait for him to come back. And, and I know you're going with this. I can't wait for him to come back and and come back to a post Brock Lesnar WWE because I think he'll finally get a, a, a major push that he is very deserving of, and that is Samoa Joe. I've seen them work together before. I know they are highly capable of putting on great fucking matches. Yeah. To me, that one is also a no-brainer. Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you think of smart wrestlers, it's it's Samoa Joe. And he would, you would have the physicality. You would have the storytelling. And most importantly in all of this, because we can't overlook it, you would have a guy that would know how to take care of the other guy in the ring. And that goes without saying for whether you are 100% healthy or not. That's your job. You ask any wrestler, that is their job. You take care of the other guy in the ring. And Small Joe would be that guy. Great storytelling, great physical uh, wrestling, great submission wrestling, which is such a lost art, especially in WWE these days. (laughs) So yeah, absolutely. Like that's... That's a match right there that I would love to see. I would love to see them do a, a series of matches, those two.
2: For sure, and you know what? Now that now that now that I think about it, you could almost almost take any former Ring of Honor wrestler that works for the WWE, whether it be on Raw, SmackDown, or in NXT, mm-hmm. and you could almost add them to the list. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, that's, they understand that mentality that, that Daniel Bryan is so familiar with. Because they, to, to them, they are all wrestlers. Yeah. They, they are not sports entertainers. The mere fact that they're in the company right now shows you that they have to be taught how to become sports entertainers. The WWE has a certain way of doing things. That's sports entertainment. That's yeah. not professional wrestling per se. Yeah, exactly. So you you have you have them you have all of them coming into the company with the same frame of mind as a Daniel Bryan. So immediately they're they're able to probably put on a better match with Daniel Bryan than people who have been in the WWE for quite some time now. So,
1: because you have to ask yourself, do you want? storytelling or do you want wrestling that can also include storytelling I mean have your cake and eat it too if you if you do go back to the the Miz match it's all that all that is is a storyline that's all that is the wrestling match is going to be it's going to be pretty mediocre at best and I'm not saying that the Miz is a terrible wrestler all I'm saying is that compared to Dana Bryan
2: he doesn't do his job yeah <laughs>
1: it's just compared to Dana Bryan he is terrible at that level.
2: That's where my gripe comes with uh, those fans these days who just completely dismiss anything old school because the old school, that is why the old school is held in, in such an esteem or at least it should be to everybody who watches wrestling or sports entertainment because that frame of mind, that old school frame of mind, you do get the best of both worlds. You tell a story, but you also wrestle. You do your job. Because when you have both of those things happen, something really special happens in that ring for everybody to enjoy. And that's what a lot of younger fans don't understand. You have to think of...
1: i, I he, He's the first one that popped in my head because hes we're currently about to see Macho Man marry Miss Elizabeth on screen. Again, we're watching SummerSlam 1991. Match made in heaven, match made in hell. This is obviously match made in heaven. Uh, <laughs> I would like to think. Yeah. Um, Macho Man, Randy Savage and and uh Ricky uh, Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three. Yes. That's a perfect example of telling a story and having a great wrestling match. So many people remember that match, whether you were there in 1987 or if you like myself and you know did the rewind and watching it. I I see. I the first time I saw that match was over over twenty years ago, and I remember like it was yesterday the first time I saw it. That's the point that I I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you're trying to make here.
2: No, you're absolutely
1: right. Those are the things that you remember. Those are the the matches that you remember. I can't remember the Miz versus Daniel Bryan, other than the fact that I was there live. Other than that.
2: Ain't that some shit? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Other than that, I would never have remembered that Daniel Bryan won his first championship against the, in WWE against The Miz. I just happened to be there. I was in Chicago at a uh, Night of Champions pay-per-view and I was there live. Other than that, I forgot most of that card. <laughs> you know? So, that's just... I, I remember CM Punk was there. He fought the big show. That... Again, that was it. And... I wouldn't have remembered it had it been not me being there live. So, the point is, things that we remember, things that we hold on to, are the stuff that's done with sincerity and integrity. And I'm not saying The Miz lacks integrity, but he sure as hell lacks sincerity in that ring. And that's my biggest problem with it. He's a great heel character. I'm not really a fan of it, but I, I, see, I that part I see. With people saying, "Oh, he's a great heel." Okay, he is, um, and he's certainly doing the job because he annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> so that's, I, I guess, that's he's yeah, doing he's, the right job. He's doing his job. He's doing his job there. But as far as in ring, I I just tend not to watch.
2: Yeah, it's lackluster. Yeah, it really is. There's and, nothing and, special about him, and, and that's sad because you have, again, there's all that potential. Yeah, there's all that potential in. in but somebody who's been in,
1: in WWE for over ten years potential just don't cut it anymore no it,
2: it <laughs> doesn't and, and that's why you have what's going on with him that's that's why you have in Jinder Mahal yeah you know awesome awesome heel work but when it comes to in-ring stuff it doesn't translate over very well and so you you do get those requests like Brock Lesnar put in like hey I don't want to work against this guy have him drop the title to AJ Styles. I want to work against AJ Styles.
1: You think I, you think Brock Lesnar was right by doing that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even even his fucking ignorant ass knows that AJ Styles <laughs> is the better worker, and and he's yeah. going to do everything that that's going to get Brock Lesnar over.
1: I I think I think looking at it that way and that in that perspective, I, I agree because that when that first happened, I was like, "Fuck you, Brock! Like, who are you? Who are you to say that?" And there's just part of me that still feels that way. But, yeah,
2: I can I see that. Yeah, I, I some, agree. Something got through his thick skull. Yeah. You know, finally made he finally made a good fucking decision. That's, by the way, we were talking about his matches earlier being short or, or really short. Yeah. I would say it's probably an easy bet. AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar was probably one of the longest matches Brock Lesnar has had in quite some time.
1: Yeah, if I, and I'm not mistaken... Pro Wrestling Illustrated gave AJ Styles an A plus. He deserved an A plus just for getting Brock Lesnar over <laughs> the way that he did, <laughs> and for surviving that match with his uh, lack of caring about the other person. That yeah, room.
2: that too. Yeah.
1: That was my biggest issue. Was like, why is AJ Styles got to suffer and be in this match? Because if you lose AJ Styles, man, SmackDown just you might as well just cancel the show. <laughs> With all due respect to like, you know, Owens and Zane and now Daniel Bryan, who wasn't a wrestler at that point. But yeah, I, it's at, at the end of the day, when it comes to, to Daniel Bryan, and I just I just want good quality matches. I want great quality matches. I want I want matches that when when I'm when I'm old and hopefully have little ones myself that hopefully are into wrestling or at least care enough to listen to their old man talk about it. I want to talk about the the resurrection of Daniel Bryan and and, and say, you know, this was a guy that was was such a great part of the transition to the wrestling today. And unfortunately, his career was cut short because of concussion injuries. And then for him to come back and to get a second chance, man, what a second chance that was. I don't want to sit back like, yeah, he came back and I don't know why. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's that's my thing, and I and I think Daniel Bryan deep down when he made that decision to uh, come back, and if he stays with WWE to make that decision, that's got to be the, the something that he can answer, and look himself in the mirror and say is this worth it? Is it worth it? Because you know you got to think of it. You you're talking about your brain here. You're talking about your brain. You know, and I'm glad that we live in a world now where we take concussions and say well, just stay up for 24 hours or however long it was, and you'll be all right. You know, just don't fall asleep. Like, no, there's some long-lasting effects behind it. So many people had to die by their own hand, too, yeah. before before we finally say, you know what, maybe concussions are a little more serious than we thought. And it sucks, but at the same time, you know, we can't just look at these people and say, like, they're just pawns, like they're people. You know, Brian Danielson, if you don't know, that's his real name, Brian Danielson, He's a husband, you know. I don't necessarily care for his wife, but he does, obviously. <laughs> and that's his wife, and he loves her. And he has a—I don't—I don't know if it's a son or daughter. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here, but he has a child. He has a child. Maybe he'll have more children. So he's—he's—he's he's, he's, he's a husband, which I can relate to because I'm also a husband. And he's a father who I'm not a father yet, but I know what it's like to care care for somebody unconditionally, and by caring for somebody unconditionally. And I know you can vouch for this. I know a lot of you who are listening at, at home can vouch for this. One of the things to, that you strive to do is you want to take care of them all the time for the rest of your life. And by that, I mean living a long life. And I know nothing's guaranteed, but you're now you're stepping in the ring after doctors told you no. Say, hey, you know what, this is this is what could happen, long term effect. So you're taking a major risk by doing this. Don't waste it.
2: Exactly. Don't waste it.
1: That's my only advice I can say to him.
2: Yeah, don't waste it. And with that we are going to take another break and stay with us. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what to wear Hell no, I'm not better, well, you better get ready. But I am smarter
0: bow
2: I'll bow to the Masters The Masters over at Ray's Ray's will hook you up with all kinds of discounted gift cards For your favorite places to eat your favorite places to shop online and in store. They have any place you could possibly think of and they even have discounts on ride sharing services like Lyft and Uber in case you guys need to make it to a show. So hop on over and support the show. Support your 20x20 crew. Visit us for more information on raise and discount gift cards over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise that's R-A-I-S-E 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash raise and we got two words for you save money and we're back this has been uh sort of unprecedented uh by us we you know we didn't see this for happen uh we didn't foresee this happening Daniel Bryan being announced to come back. Definitely glad he's back. Uh, Absolutely. I personally wish it was just for a different company. And, oh yeah, so do and, I. And hopefully the future, uh, we get to see that. I would really like him to end up in in New Japan. To be honest with you,
1: New Japan Ring of Honor. Somewhere, yeah, yeah. somewhere that, that freelancer. Is,
2: yeah, somewhere that's going to get him uh, a, a better shot at personal happiness. Because I really don't think he's going to have it here in the WWE. So, um, with that being said, uh, we're going to wrap things up this week because we could uh, otherwise be here for hours upon hours fantasy booking what we would like to see him do. So, uh, you can catch us over at our domain 20x20crew.com for all things 20x20 20 20 Ring Crew. You can catch us on Twitter at 20x20crew. You can catch us on Facebook. Uh, go visit our official page at facebook.com slash 20x20 crew. We also have our personal group on Facebook.
1: Join the conversation at 20x20 Wrestling Talk. Let us know what you think about this episode and every other episode. And talk to fellow fellow wrestling fans out there about everything professional wrestling. Tell us what you don't like about the crew. Tell us what you do. That's what we really want to hear.
2: Also, catch us on YouTube. If if you didn't know, we are uh, officially on YouTube. You can go check us out just for 20x20 crew. We'll yeah. pop up. Uh, yeah. hit, hit that subscribe button. We definitely need subscriptions. Uh, you know, I know we're the new the the new uh, up and comers here, but uh, every little bit helps. Yeah.
1: and also too, we're we're definitely gonna make it worth your while. We got tons of of things that are going to be besides the weekly episodic shows that we release we have uh, other things planned that are, are in the works so we're definitely going to have so many things coming at your way it'd definitely be worth it please 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 hit that subscribe button spread the word and show the crew some love
2: and then uh, we also we are also on instagram over at instagram.com 20x20 crew you can find us there We'll be posting other content there as well. In the meantime, this has been Joe and Matt for 20 by 20, and we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring.
0: And over the last two months, I've asked WWE to relook at my case. And they sent me to the best neurologist all over the country. And all of these neurologists, every specialist, every doctor I've seen has said the same thing, and it is this, you are cleared.